Yes, we were treated to a fantastic Super Bowl. This was one for the ages. Now, let's talk about the historic nature of this game. Some of you already know, it was the first time two black quarterbacks faced each other. It is historic. Yet, it needs to be put in proper context. There are those who keep asking why that is the case. Why is this the first time two black quarterbacks have faced each other in the big game? What's the reason? Some of you may ask. Well, the reason lies in the American uh, experiment and the issues surrounding bigotry, racism, stereotypes that are uh, 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 foundationed and premised on racist uh, uh, ideology. In the NFL, it's one that actually perpetuated that stereotype for years and in some ways continues to do so. The notion was that blacks could not play the quarterback position. So for years, virtually every position on the field in football was allowed by all players except one position. The quarterback position. Why that is? Well, the racist, which includes obviously the owners, as they have a lot to do with who joins their team and what positions, the GMs, in many ways, the fans who didn't want the leader, official leader, the general of their team to be black. And even when they started uh, changing the the opportunities and allowed blacks to play the position, it was uh, they were met with hostility and a lot of uh, second guessing and maltreatment by both their teams as well as the fans. The first black quarterback to win the Super Bowl was Doug Williams. I remember that. I was a Washington fan, and I thoroughly enjoyed the game as well as the historical implications and the shattering of the myth. Yet, the thought of black men leading an entire pro football team was still something that the owners and some of their fan bases did not want to entertain. And in fact, some of these teams have not even ever drafted or still given a meaningful opportunity for a black quarterback to start for their teams. And so that's where it has been until it started changing. How did it start changing? No, the owners didn't have a come to Jesus moment. In fact, I believe some of them still harbor the same racist attitudes and still would not have a black quarterback to this day. 
Even if it provides them a better chance of winning because most of them, not all, come with the dual threat capabilities, escaping via run, getting yards via run, and also having the ability to throw the ball and the leadership capability to lead teams to victory. Kind of like we're seeing with Mahomes and uh, uh, Jalen Hurts. We've seen Russell Wilson do it as well. We've seen more and more black quarterbacks be prominently featured in the league. Now, again, this is not because the owners all of a sudden want to believe the blacks, the black athlete, the quarterback is equal to their white quarterbacks, what I call uh, central casting. You know, looks like Tom Brady, walks and, and sounds like Aaron Rodgers. You know, the next coming of that type of quarterback, well, they're still searching. It's a dying breed, what I call statue quarterbacks. Statue quarterbacks. They just sit there, and if they can't find somebody to throw to, and they can't get it downfield with their arm, their statue ready to be smashed up by some of these fast and strong defensive linemen and linebackers because of the lack of escapability. So, as players like Doug Williams shattered the stereotype, the owners, owners, capitalists, CEOs, Big money people realize that they can actually have a better chance of winning now with a black quarterback than with a statue. That's what's going on. Come on now. That's what's going on. And like I said, some still don't care about that and they don't want to go get one. They don't want it. They don't want to give opportunities still. Look. The NFL and the owners have been about this. Now some of them realize they can win. They need to win. They, to, to have a chance of winning in this fast, powerful uh, uh, league of extraordinary athletes. They need to have a dual threat quarterback. And we saw on display what that threat can provide to a team as both Mahomes and Jalen Hurts were dual threats. You notice the game was high scoring. The defenses were thrown off their guards. You have to prepare for a quarterback who's both savvy, who's intelligent, who can throw the ball deep, short, every which way, and has the wheels, the legs to be able to churn out 8, 10, 15, 20, 30 yards on you. 50 yards. Jalen Hurts. This is the prototypical quarterback in the league now. And the black quarterback, perhaps this was the fear of the racist all along. That the, the most coveted, most celebrated position on the football field will eventually become mostly black quarterbacks who are leading these teams. Shattering stereotypes that subjugated such players to positions that only required physical skills and not 
mental acumen and that mental capabilities. And so that chapter has been uh, effectively closed and sealed. No longer a race of a quarterback matter in this league. And those who still continue to make race a central uh, 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 part of their selection process will continue to lose. Give whoever has the qualifications, the capabilities, a chance. For years, blacks were not given those opportunities simply because of their race. And so, this is where we are. And that's what needs to change. Now, this was an exciting football game. And like I said, this is what we can be treated to for years and years. If we have the best players, the best quarterbacks going up against each other. This game had that and then some. And, hey, kudos. Much respect, enough respect to the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. Historic. And their achievements should not be diminished in any way because what the Chiefs have done in the last five years with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes is incredible. And both men obviously are headed to the Hall of Fame. Patrick Mahomes, let's talk about him, the MVP. In his five years as a starter, four times into the Super Bowl, winning two. Two Super Bowl MVPs, two league MVPs, five-time All-Pro. And fastest to, like, yards for his, his age, fastest to, like, quarterbacks for his age, fastest to the postseason conference championships for his age, and, and the number of times he's done it. I mean, you can literally see, we can literally see that if he remains or stays reasonably healthy, he's been hurt a little bit lately, Patrick Mahomes is going to shred all the records for quarterback in the NFL. He's going to shred them. And Again, it requires staying healthy. At the pace that he is at, he's doing, he's he's creating a LeBron James type of record and legacy. In awe, because like King James, Mahomes can do everything on the field for a quarterback. He has it all, all the tools, vision, intelligence, arm strength. Decision making. He can throw every type of pass you want a quarterback to be able to throw. He can even throw it underhanded. He can even flip throw it. He can uh, he can escape better than many people can. He is tough and gritty. He plays through injuries that other players would sit for. Come on. And he is humble. He is 
a team player. He's teachable. And he's a heck of a competitor. And someone you can appreciate. Just as a person and a human being. He's a humbled young man. Recently signed a half a billion dollar contract. Come on now. That's money. And I anticipate the extension of his contract will be that much or more. So, with Mahomes, we're potentially, we're looking at the first billion dollar salary NFL player in the history of the game. And he will likely be the only one with that type of mm, bag for years to come. He's worth it. And it just came on down the wire today. If you look at what Patrick Mahomes, the swagger, the, the brand, the confidence, the, the tourism, the money he has brought to Kansas City. A billion dollars is getting your money's worth because he's bringing in billions more both to the team and to the city and to the NFL. He is clearly the face of the NFL. For years, that was Tom Brady. For years, that was Tom Brady. For years, it was Ben Roethlisberger. For years, it was Aaron Rodgers. For years, you've had always someone who is the standard bearer, the one, the, the best. And it's usually, of course, the quarterback position. And we've been privileged to see this young man in his first five years do what most people would never dream of for an entire career as a football player. He has all the tools to continue to dominate, and I have no doubt he will. And so congratulations, Patrick Mahomes, for a great game, Super Bowl, a great year, an MVP year, and congratulations on the first five years of your career, a start that no one has ever seen and will likely never see again. Enough respect, big guy. Enough respect. And I, for one, as a black man, I'm proud of everybody. I'm proud of you and Jalen, and I'm proud of the way you handle yourself as a professional. Good example for the young ones to understand. You don't have to be a hothead. You don't have to be all, uh, you know, conceited. You don't have to be a certain way to be great, to be the best, to be good. You can respect people. You can respect those who came before you. You can respect your teammates. You can respect the game. Love the game. Honor the game. Don't hurt the game. And that's what great and legendary athletes like Patrick Mahomes does. And he deserves all the respect, accolades, the trophies, the awards coming his way. He doesn't play for that. You can see it. And because he plays with his passion and he plays to win the game the right way, it comes to him. Some just got it like that. Now, the runner-up quarterback this year for both the league MVP and 
Super Bowl runner-up. Jalen Hurts is a winner. Jalen Hurts is a winner and a professional who continues to get better every year at every level he's played at. Every year, Jalen Hurts gets better. And this year, he was good enough to lead his team to lead his team to the best record and to the conference championships and to the Super Bowl where, but for probably one mistake that he made in the fumble, they would be champions today. But for that one mistake, because Jalen Hurts controlled the game, the offense, they held the ball, something like close to three to one. He was a commander. He was a general. He was a leader. He led. In only his second year as a starter in this league, his second year in the league, he led his Eagles to one play or two from a Super Bowl trophy. Come on. And if they had won, of course he would have been the MVP. This historic Super Bowl was uh, an illustration of how future Super Bowls are going to look like. Enough respect to these two young men who are the class of the NFL and who make all of us, all of us football fans, yes, proud. But in particular, those of us African Americans, those of us black men who've been looking at this and wanting for everything to be equal, nobody uh, 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 dismissed because of their race, everybody gave an opportunity to play the position, and we see the results. I'm not saying, no, no don't come at me. No, everybody should be given equal opportunity to play all positions that they seek to play. At the end of the day, it's up to the league or the team to decide who fits where on their roster. But if somebody before, when a black quarterback comes from college, or, uh, 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 you know, they were automatically converted to a cornerback, a receiver, or something else. So literally, the college level, yes, they were playing quarterback, but they get to the league and they make them play another position because of the racism and the stereotypes that have now been rightfully shattered shattered we can move on some exciting times ahead for the league but we need a lot of improvements for all the hoopla yes the stereotype as a quarterback not being able to lead being a black has been shattered but how about the head coaching positions how about the front office positions? It's the same stereotype that surrounded the black quarterback issue. There's this stereotype, racist stereotype that says they cannot lead, they cannot make moves, they cannot do what needs to be done as head coaches. They cannot, they don't have the smarts to be able to lead the team, get ready for games, you know, do all the disciplinary, all the stuff a head coach is charged with doing. You still have uh, owners in this league and a fan base in this league that continues to resist. 
They see that the black quarterback helps them win. It's exciting. They're okay with that now. They will become that. It's about winning. It's about money. So they're all right. Slave style. Plantation system. But turning over the whole team management to a black. There are teams in this country, in this league, that haven't even interviewed a black for a head coaching job. Has Dallas Cowboys done it? Mm, I don't know. There are a few teams that haven't. They haven't tried to bring a black head coach. Quite a few teams haven't even interviewed them. Why? And they would go to the college level and bring a college coach, unproven to the pro level, and make him a coach. Why? There are a lot of black coordinators in the league. It's as if that's the ceiling. Y'all can be coordinators. But you better not try to dream big and become a head coach. (laughs) Yeah, it goes something like that. We can't be GMs. We don't know how to make moves. We don't know how to pick talent. You see the product on the field, the league, 70% black. I think we have less than 5% of the front office. Less than 10% of the coaching head coaching positions. Why? Why such a disparity? Why? We can celebrate the Super Bowl. We can celebrate the outcomes. I love it. But let's not continue to look the other way when the league that profits so much from the skills and the talent of all people, especially 70% of them are African-Americans, why the opportunities don't come equally for black men in the NFL to achieve success at the leadership and the executive level. Why is that still a ceiling there, NFL? Why you owners continue to not provide meaningful opportunity for black men to lead. They put, usually when they do give a black man a chance, they put it somewhere like the Texans where they've never won. Lovey Smith was sent to Chicago when at the height of their struggles and brought him to the top and they fired him. Coach Caldwell led Detroit to a playoffs and then nine and seven and they fired him. This year, a white coach leads them to 9-7, and uh, 9-8, and and they're praising him. Why? Such a double standard. So that is the battle and the backdrop of this historic Super Bowl. The league must learn to correct itself. The league must provide equal opportunity, not only to the players, and the quarterbacks of color, but equal opportunity for all people to be able to lead. On the coaching staff, as head coaches, and as executives at the front office, general managers, vice president of operations, president of teams, opportunities. And until that happens, Sure, we're going to enjoy the game still. But we still know that 
there is serious disparity in treatment of people in this league. And it's time for once and for all to end the racism that's within the NFL at the ownership level. Respect the game. Respect all the people who contribute, who support this league and provide equal opportunity at all levels, all levels of the franchise, including coaching and front office. Until that happens, until that happens, this is a slave plantation system where you only want to use the bucks, but you don't want to use the brains. Just want to use the body, not the brain, unless it benefits y'all. That is not equal opportunity. That's not equal access. And if that continues to happen, eventually, eventually, this too will have a lot of problems. The NFL, that is. And we're going to be watching. I'm going to be watching to see what happens. And if it's this year, at this time this year, next year, if the status quo still remains, then the Super Bowl next year will have to be a time of reflection and a time of confrontation with these owners to make sure they adjust. The game is too good to have any part of it be undergoing still racist attitudes, racist behavior in this country for a sport that we all love and enjoy. I'm saying it because I want there to be improvement. I'm saying it because it is only fair that everyone is given equal opportunity to succeed in life. And that includes football and all levels of the game. Will Amani, I'm out. I'll be back soon. Follow and share my podcast and we will grow. You can also follow the YouTube page uh, channel at Sports Rap TV and also I am on Facebook Sports Rap with Will Amani. You can also find this podcast at several places wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. All right. Respect, everybody. Have a good one. Peace.